episode of We Making It Woo. Please, if you want to be a part of the conversation, do not forget to email me at Katie. Why? Because it's my name. Smiles because, yes, guys, if you follow my story, you'll know that my smile is very cute. And dot NYC because that's where we at. So what happened last night? Um, oh no. Oh wait, I have to sign something. Yes, I'm on. Okay, I'll come and sign later. Sorry guys. Um, what <laughs> happened last night? So I actually tutor a really lovely little girl. Her name is Katney. Shout out to Katney. She's not listening. Uh, but I made her really sad last night. Uh we are working on reading and comprehension. Um, also side note, yes guys, I tutor on the side. We're working on reading comprehension and um I also struggled with reading reading comprehension. But when my mom found out that that was an issue, she was kind of hard on me. And so I feel like as a tutor, I'm always like, I try to be really self-conscious about being too hard on her. But I think I was too hard on her yesterday and I made her really sad. And I thought she she thought that she was going to get in trouble because she didn't comprehend the thing. Just because she didn't know what she was reading. Right. And it's not that she didn't know what she was reading. I think at this point in her reading, at her reading level, um understanding how paragraphs are organized requires for her to really understand the text mm-hmm. um, where there were words like Tibet because it was about Tibet. I think struggling on those little words were help for preventing her from seeing the large idea. So shout out to Miss Lasea, Miss Peggy Lasea. Um, I hope you listen. Um, she taught me these strategies in like third grade for standardized testing where we had to go back First of all, we had to read each paragraph. Then we had to summarize each paragraph. Then when we got to our questions, you had to prove your answer right. Oh, damn. That's and a long test. And then you test. had to prove all of your other answers wrong. Yes. For standardized testing, we took, that was when we had like all day to take one test, which I know certain people out there believe that like it's not really practical to do that. Uh, but I used those strategies in tutoring Katney because it really, really improved my reading comprehension and it also helped me do well in those tests. And I also think just even getting in the practice of summarizing each paragraph as I've gotten older, when I get stuck or something's too difficult to read, I can rely on that skill to say, what did I just read? And if I don't get it, that means I have to reread it. Mm. So that is what happened last night. Um, Katie, I'll buy you some ice cream. Well, I tried to buy you ice cream, but maybe it'll be better next week. Uh, and I just have to be more aware about like the words that I use so that she doesn't feel discouraged. She feels encouraged. So yeah. what else? I am not reading anything. I recently bought Bus Magazine. Uh, I think Taraji Pants on the cover this month. Uh, also, J. Cole is on the cover of GQ, and I'm totally getting that in magazine. <laughs> Hashtag stay tuned, because that interview is going to be the so excited so that is what i'm reading so last week we talked about working full time and i have to apologize to all like 148 listeners because i still think who you are exactly yes i think because of the analytics they uh they tell you who it is um i really want to apologize i think a lot of the language that i used last week was around you have to have a full-time job and that is completely untrue because i have only worked full-time for a month and so I was a little like, Khadija, have you lost your damn mind? That's not what you were supposed to say. Um, but I do think given the nature of the conversation, you can kind of get like wrapped up in your feels. And I probably totally got wrapped up in mine. But I just wanted to preface this conversation with you do not have to have a full time job 
in order to make things neat. And I want to kind of maybe in another episode or in this episode, I'll kind of clarify maybe my choice and even going full time in the first place. But obviously to help me have this conversation, I needed a special guest, (laughs) a homie. Special guest, can you introduce yourself? Hi, um, I'm Chantel. I work with Katie at Gibney. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Chantel, what's your title? I'm a digital media manager. So I do all of the like digital marketing. Well, I don't do all of it. We do it. Yes, there are a department, as are all of the things. Even though I don't think I'm on a department, but it's fine. (laughs) So Chantel is also full time. Yeah. But you recently went full time. Yeah, in like November, I believe. So can you tell the people a little bit about your current artistic practice? Okay, yeah. So aside from doing like video stuff for Gibney, I also make dance works with my friend Lauren. We've been making duet work for like four years now, but that is always heavily relied on video work. And so in a way I do dance and video cool artistically yes and so can you tell me a little bit about what you were doing before you decided to go full-time well I was still doing my job basically I was just um an associate for like three years before I became a manager yeah um so I've been like in my role for a while it's just different now because I have like more responsibility I'm there all the time yeah I'm managing projects rather than just like editing or just um taping or whatever yeah all right so why did you feel like you needed to go full-time in the first or did you feel like you needed to go full-time like what was that transition between becoming full-time and going part-time um I had been like weighing the option of going full-time for a while um that was like put on the plate but at the time it just wasn't quite right um why wasn't it quite right just like the 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 circumstance of the time like i knew i was about to leave new york for a month um i had a second job at the time and i was honestly making more money working two jobs than i would have right becoming full-time at gibney right which is uh, something that people should be really mindful of. Like, totally. That's another side of the conversation that, like, t- yes, full time jobs are great because the paycheck is consistent, but you could easily make more money doing something Two part time jobs. Yeah, the only problem with that was my part time job was like very insignificant in like what I wanted to do in my yeah. life. You know, I was just like hosting for a startup, like literally just their secretary. Yeah. So I was just like, wasting time it felt like and I genuinely like like editing and I like um filming dance and and doing that stuff so I was like you know like if it gets offered to me again um when I come back from my month away then I'll consider it yeah and also too that's something good that people should know about me as well so back in the summer I did bait and after coming back from Bates, we had some transitions of staff. If you don't know about Gibney, um, we usually have high tone interval, <laughs> uh, especially around the fiscal year end, which is about the summer. Uh, especially and right now. Spe- <laughs> you know, we're, we're going Listen. through things. <laughs> but I was also offered full time. And I was actually really, really anti full time uh, for mm. a variety of reasons. Um, 
one being well actually primarily being um i had personal issues with the health of the staff mm-hmm. and i thought i am I, I forget who i got this from but yes i know i got it from patrick anderson but patrick anderson shout out to you was this guy at the writing center that i used to tutor shout out to the writing center and um and he talked about malcolm x and how um there was like certain like a like a purity that he kind of went by like i don't touch these things mm-hmm. because of the energy that they carry or like the the badness that they could put into your body right and i just felt like i don't know what people had given me was doing but people was keeping colds for way too long yeah girl. people was like having migraine and i was like what if i become full-time i'm gonna become unwell and if you know me personally you know i'm like a stickler for like not being well <laughs> not just about like sickness but also like in your mind i just think like life is too short to be also you know, you just never know what kind of genes you got. Like, I don't need to be uh, stressing out. Yes, every day. and then coming up with you know some family disease I ain't never seen. But like, <laughs> I'm sitting there stressed out, and it's just so happened to fall upon me. No, thank you. <laughs> and so when they offered me full time too, I was like, look, that sounds great, but y'all ain't got y'all y'all ain't got y'all ducks in a row. Yeah, well, and then also it's just like. The time is so daunting. Yes. And you're like, okay, like the money is going to be great and I don't have to worry about having two jobs. But then like, when am I going to have time to actually dance? When right, am I going to even right, take class? Like, right, right, right. On top, it just says, yeah. Yeah. There's like the wellness aspect, but then there's also like my day-to-day life. Like I read so many books last year. I don't know if I'm going to read as many books this year because I'm full time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just want to preface with that too, because I do feel like we have that in common. So... Fast forward a bit until mm. this point where you were like, okay, it's time to go full time. Yeah. So the it got offered to me again and it was like a better deal for me. Um, better in like finances or better in yeah, like Yeah. Yeah. I had quit that other job when I left um, for the month. And so I came back to New York like pretty broke <laughs> and like... <laughs> And this kind of like sort of like saved me financially. And I also like came back to New York after like dancing in Mexico for a month. Um, Just like knowing that I had a lot to process still and I maybe like wasn't ready to like jump back into a rehearsal process or like even into classes like, you know, when classes just like don't sound appealing to you anymore. Like. Um, and so I was in that place and I started full time and it felt good. I don't know. Like it felt good to begin at something that like I knew I was getting better at every day because I was working on it all the time. Right. And I was like just like practicing and then thinking of my own sort of like video projects. Yeah. And stuff. But then quickly I realized like, oh, damn, like everything is piling up. Like, right. Uh, you said something, you said two things that I want to talk about, but first, how has it been given that you are in the field or your day to day is so closely related to your creative practice? How has it, has that helped and how has that hurt? Like it's hard. (laughs) Oh my God. It is like hard to be surrounded by dance every single day, like having to film it every single day, having to edit it every single day, like so many different like bits of content that I have to look at. And then 
when I like at the end of the day when it's like eight and I get free rehearsal space it's like I don't even know where to begin like I've seen yeah. too much like I hate a lot now <laughs> like it's so bad like I'm I'm a firm believer that like watching things that you don't like is like really beneficial right because you can kind of clear uh, yeah um in the book uh creative quest he says like you the quicker you figure out what you are not yeah the quicker you can kind of figure out where you, what you are and yeah. so i feel like when you see things that you hate you can clearly say that like that's not me yeah but then like seeing the amount of stuff that i see like i just feel like i'm getting really critical like and oh. like i'm just like not liking anything you know like i can find like <sighs> like you're kind of burning out maybe i don't in know in a way but not burning out to the extent that you're tired but just burning out in terms of like inspiration like yeah you're not seeing, you're and not then inspired. i'm like scared that like oh my god be crappy i'm make, <laughs> i'm probably making shit that people think is horrible too and then i'm i don't know like but i can say that like at this point i'm like really excited about a new project that i'm starting and like going into it, it's like the beginning stages but it like feels different this time like it feels yeah. like you know I've been like dancing and choreographing for like years now and like now it feels a little bit like shaky and like yeah I don't know it's kind of exciting but it's also like scary it's nerve-wracking yeah and I did that was the other thing that I wanted to talk about too um and I'm gonna try to segue that back to this original point so I too was coming off of like a burnout in a way. Not only brokenness, because brokenness is a hell of a burnout. So fucking real. Right. Uh, but also too, um, kind of like the the mentality. Um, let me explain. So when I, right before I went full time, I was working I think two or three, maybe four part time jobs. Um, but I was I had gotten these really great I was like shout out to Jasmine Hearn I danced at the Judson that's like hashtag goals for any dancer in the city especially like the downtown dancing and then I've gotten my like dream job shout out to Mia Witherspoon where I got to act sing and dance like that mm -hmm. was like a goal of mine from like a year ago yeah but as we know with dream jobs dreams become realities mm -hmm. and so um with Nia's job because it was with the university we got paid really late always and so i think we ended up getting paid like a month late so i ended up like having to kind of keep my normal expenses but then compensate for that check that wasn't there so mm -hmm. by the time december because this happened i'd say we got paid around october we were supposed to get paid in september so by december i just started to notice how many times a day my brain would default to like oh damn do i have enough money for this mm -hmm. or do i have enough money for that but it was way too frequent. It was way, way, at least for me personally. Like, it was way too frequent. And so I I made a choice that was like, okay, look, the rubber got to meet the road. You can't spend what I would think an hour or two each day collectively worry about money. Mm -hmm. Like, how can you That's be, a lot of time. Right. That's a lot of wasted time. So much wasted time. Like, and then you're not able to really create at maybe the capacity that you should be because you're so worried about, like, rent not being paid, especially coming around the holiday time and you also trying to, like, do all these other things. So I bring that up to say, like, too, sometimes a full-time job or a part-time job or whatever better paying job is kind of like a means to an end and mm -hmm. it just kind of buys you time to kind of process right to kind of figure out your next move and i feel like that wasn't something i talked about last week and that also is not something that people talk about that sometimes the full-time job is just like a strategic thing 
just in the meantime between times yeah because like i mean i see my artistic practice as like lifelong you know yeah. and like this job necessarily i mean it's not i know for <laughs> i know for a fact that like give me is not my peak yeah it's great right now and i'm learning a lot and all of that but like you know taking a break from dance for right now to like get my mind right and like make some money and feel secure like is something i'm willing to do yeah for now right right and that then helps us segue into this like burnout in other ways mm -hmm. so like uh, yes it's strategic because you're secure but then it gives you i wouldn't i don't know if i would say that it gives me insecurity about making things but i will say similar to you like with the podcast i try to be i try to be critical right mm -hmm. like i try to think about like how is this gonna land because no because the opposite is true for me like i do front desk work y'all so the things that I work on every day is like customer service skills <laughs> and making sure that like I know how to de-escalate things, de-escalate things. But I feel like because I am at give me more, yeah, um, and I want to have work that like means a lot to the community, not means a lot, but people get something from. Mm -hmm. Then I do need to be critical about what I give and what I say, uh, just so that people are getting something from it. Yeah, but I do get that like oversaturation yeah or like i don't know i also like i think a big part of it is like i like lose track of time in that building and like yeah like don't take time to just be like i'm gonna go take a five minute walk outside yeah um this is something i was talking about with someone else like not to like be like rude or like bag on anything but Sometimes that building can like really wash you out. It's like white yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It feels like a tech startup, but it's like <laughs> definitely not. It's like <laughs> supposed to be like a creative space. And sometimes yeah. I just get lost in like the like vast white walls and whiteness yeah. of it in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I think that's also that. And I literally was just about to ask you. How do you maintain a certain amount of um, <laughs> mental <laughs> wellness? Uh, but I do think one way for me to maintain mental wellness um, is uh, so I've said this a million times. I'm a Capricorn. Mm -hmm. And the more that I understand like what Capricorns identify as, there is this thing that they say that Capricorns are like they're like goal achievers. Right. And then they meet a goal and then they just make another one. So for me, definitely. It's just like, oh, I see that Gibney has white walls. Mm -hmm. I have been begging Emily to let me have a pink wall or a blue wall. In your house? Yes. And I know that people think like, okay, that's not the same. But if I'm begging for like wallpaper and pink walls, yeah. that then lets me know that like one of the things that like really inspires me or like makes me feel good is color. Right. And if you know me, you also know that I'm like, when I feel like I'm a pretty vibrant dresser. Like I like big, I like yellow. Yeah, you do. I like purple. I like green. Um, and so for me, then it's like, okay, give me great full time, maybe a struggle. So maybe the next job that I apply for is just a color space. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the walls. In both senses of the words. Maybe in the people. <laughs> maybe in the perspectives offered. But I think that is something that I like that it gives me inspiration because it's like, okay, this is great. Now how can I build this? Yeah. The next job that I get has these things yeah but for you though 
How do you maintain? Is it a five minute walk? Is it meditation? Is it hmm. what? Is it a lot of water? I'm working on the water. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly am like in this coffee phase, which is bad. But um, I would say that like I find the like balance in my life, like in my weekends. Like I honestly like I really cherish my weekends, and really? I don't. Yeah, and. I mean, that's, like, one of the greatest perks about being full-time, I think. And I know this is, like, so random and just, like, generic. But, no. like, Monday through Friday, cool, get all your shit done. And then, like, my weekends, I'm like, do not email me. I'm not checking my email. Like. I don't like you at all. I so, know. So, let me clarify. <laughs> that full-time does not mean you don't have weekends off. Because I <laughs> work on Saturday from 2.30 to 10.30. And we, well, our, we department, <laughs> our department decides that we have to have a meeting from two to three on Friday. So <gasps> I am literally at Gibney six days a week. <sighs> I'm working on it. No, you I'm need to like figure it. that out. Like you already know how this go. Or like, like or I mean, you have two. Oh, you don't have two days off. You have one I day don't off. I have one day off. And it is really tricky because my one day off is Saturday is Sunday. And I think Sundays are. Uh, well, at least for us, because we, you know, we do milk. Well, you guys don't know, but I would, I do meal prep. So about like seven or eight, we got to like make, we make breakfast muffins for the week. We yeah. make pasta for a couple of days. We'll probably do like even some rice because uh, my days are, at, uh, I'd say I'm coming up on like 13, 14 hour days still. Yeah. Even full time <laughs> um, with all the other jobs that I have on the side. And so the meal prep preps us for the week, but then that makes Sunday just a little shorter because I got to think about that. So hashtag goals would be to have two days, two consecutive days. <laughs> Let off me where tell I you, don't have to do. I totally just like recharge. Like I, I just work out with my friend every morning. <laughs> we hang out. We'll go watch like a nice movie. Like you yeah, know, like wonderful. I just don't think about like dance even. <laughs> yes. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes we'll go see a show or something. But it's like it's. I don't feel like I'm on the job, you know? Yes, and I would, and I think that it is so important. I think sometimes, too, like, even as dancers, uh, I think sometimes get the misconception that, like, because we love dance, we, like, only want to do dance. Yeah. But also, I think when you are a dancer and a maker and you work in dance admin, yeah, you, I think you need even more of a break mm -hmm. because you're in it way more than the average dancer like because if you're dancing for somebody yeah you're dancing a lot but then when you're recording it and then talking about it and then editing it honey you're mm -hmm. like you're overseat well yeah and then i mean this is like an interesting topic to bring up i guess but like okay I've never loved, like, the idea of, like, just being a dancer. Yeah. Like, I've danced for, ever, like, since I was nine, whatever, and, like, that is, like, my life. But, like, I've, like, really fought hard to, like, not just be the dancer. Right. Which is, like, weird and, like, whatever. I don't think it's weird. It's not <laughs> weird, but it's, like, I feel like so many dancers that I know, like, their whole life is that. Right. And I mean, you and I do other stuff. You do this podcast, like yeah. I also sing. I also uh, write a bit. I also love tutoring. I also have been like dabbling in, I guess, fashion. I've just been mm -hmm. like thinking about like how I am. Shout out to Derek, <laughs> who also works at Gibney, but he really inspired me. Like I think he said, like I am my art. Yeah. And I think I just really love exploring different mediums. Yeah. Because it's fun. Yeah. Like well. 
there's this weird thing that happened <laughs> because like like whether I liked it or not I was like the dancer and then somehow recently like I don't know if it's like perfectly coincided with me becoming full-time or whatever like yeah. um I've noticed that like I don't even introduce myself as a dancer anymore whereas like I used to like now I'm like oh I'm a like video editor yeah. or whatever um and even like friends of mine I've noticed like when they're introducing me they're like oh she's like a, she does video not like she's a dancer and yeah. I'm like that makes me feel some type of way like now, <laughs> now, you feel like you now, now I'm like no now I'm like wait no I, I'm a dancer like hello <laughs> like like just like let me have it even if I only have it for like a couple hours a week now you Damn. know like two sometimes and it's so funny because um I was talking to a dancer after the performance and I literally was like, uh, I'm a singer because I haven't taken class in three months. And I always feel a, a certain kind of pressure yeah. to I, if I don't, if I, if I identify as a dancer and I haven't taken class and I haven't performed recently, I feel yeah. like I can't wear that as a title, which is a whole nother episode because like. That's a whole nother like crisis. Literally, in my head. because like we I don't we both have degrees in it. Yeah. Like I can go to town on dance history, like nobody's business. And with joy. On yeah. top of the fact that like I understand the body as a vessel for language. Mm -hmm. I and I can say that. And I know what that means. And I'm not out here struggling with it. Mm -hmm. So Well, um, and also like we could dance like yeah we, like and we dance like, yeah <laughs> like you know whatever like and i haven't performed in a long time either but i'm also like that's not even like the best part of dancing like it's that's not, not really, really what not. i seek out right and so like i haven't had these like awesome jobs with awesome companies because yeah. like one fuck auditioning <laughs> and like two like I don't know. It just hasn't worked out for me that way. And yeah. that doesn't really bother me because there's like all this other stuff about dance outside of performing on yeah. the stage that like feeds me better. Yeah. And I also think that's a great point about why I chose to do this full time series, mm -hmm. because the reality is, even if you are performing for top companies, that is probably not the only thing that you're doing. Yeah. And maybe you don't do it in the capacity of like having a full time job and that. But there is some kind of way you're going to slice the pie in order to afford or sustain whatever life that you want. Right. Some people are dancing full time. And I do have a couple of special guests on the way in another episode. And um, that's fucking boss. Yes. Like the last thing I want. And I think this is what like scares me about like that path of life is like I don't want to just be dancing full time and like doing gigs that like I don't enjoy just because I right. need the money right and a lot of people would a argue lot of that. people do that and like like I'm just not that great of an actress like I can't like you can't put on I can't put on like a piece that like doesn't speak to me you know or like right. doesn't feel good in my body or right whatever. and also too like making for me at least whether it be like making a podcast or like making writing something that I really was passionate about that is fueling mm -hmm. and I'd say in some ways sometimes it's more fueling than a creative process because it's mine right and I would hate for that to be taken away from me just because it wasn't what a dancer should do mm -hmm. I think 
having a full-time job or whatever allows you to to, to, to define what sustains you and then you, you then you sustain yourself yeah rather than um being given this like one image of how a dancer's life should be right and then you're trying so hard to fit into it and you're not fulfilled or sustained yeah at that's all that's not that's not what we, like that's not making it and then you're just worried about money all the time no Which really ain't making it <laughs> let me tell you that's so stressful <laughs> money is like the evil no i really like i don't okay let me let me explain i don't really i don't think money is evil but okay. i did come into this year saying like money is a tool right um and also like if money is a tool what things am i missing um and so like for me for example i've talked about this before i love getting my guest water because it just kind of like builds the brand that is like Katie Smiles or whomever. Health. Um, yeah. Hydration. Yo, <laughs> making it includes water. Yes. Um, but also like getting my guest books. And those are two things that I bring up because those are like consistent withdrawals I got to make on my bank account mm-hmm. to sustain a practice that I really, really love. I love, love, like I can't even express you guys. I love having podcasts. It's so fun. <laughs> So then, like, if money is a tool and that has to be consistent, then what kind of money do I need to keep that consistent? Um, Also, I talked about fashion a little bit. I actually am not. I kind of think that, like, if you like me Mm -hmm. and you're interested in working with me, it's all based on my, like, my ability to meet a task. And most people who work with me know that I'm, like, really capable. Yeah. But the problem is most people may not deem me capable upon seeing me because sometimes I just don't dress the part because I also just feel like I don't have to. Well, what does that mean, dress the part? Girl, okay. <laughs> I've been stepping my game up at Give Me, so Chantel may have not yeah, seen you it. Have. No, you have but so- y'all, But you haven't seen them other days. Oh, before full time. Girl, before. I remember that. You being your, like, Adidas track pants and girl, shit. Girl, I was out there. And, yes, it's not that. I know people are like, but Katie, you work at a dress running station, so it's not that big a deal. I mean, yeah, exactly. But I want to be clear that this organization is not my brand. This organization is not a reflection of how I work. Right. It is an opportunity to show how I get down. Samesies. Yes, but we caught up. (laughs) We trying to to be cute in these streets. Well, in general, hello? Yes. Like, I don't know. I'm not thinking about it as, like, I'm getting dressed for Give Me. I'm just getting dressed for my day. I don't know what I'm going to do after Give Me, but I got to look cute just in case. See, I was at a place where I was like, look, if you like me, I ain't got to be cute. I'm here to work. I ain't trying to be cute. Mm. But I think in terms of, like, money being a tool, that was something I thought about. Like, money can be an opportunity for me to really be clear about how I want to be presented in the world. Whereas, like, before I was full-time, to be honest, I just didn't have it. Yeah. or I would have it for like a month or two, so I'd probably get my hair braided, thinking right. I was cute. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so what you're saying is you're shopping now? Hell yeah! Where but are you I'm shopping? With, oh girl, uh, Miles Culture, huge, huge shout out to Miles Culture. Then Best Eye, mm. uh, the blazer that I, you guys didn't see it. Maybe I'll. Wear is it, it like again. a thrift store? Um, kind of. I think it's like a boutique thrift store. So cute. he shops vintage, and then he, I guess, like assembles all the pieces that he wants, mm-hmm. and then you shop there. Nice. So, like, I think, I think, because I wore like a pink suit on Monday. Yes, you wore <laughs> pink pants, pink blazer, and pink shoes, and your cute little shoes. <laughs> I was trying, y'all. Damn. But yes, the the pants were from Miles Culture, and then also too, like H and M. I got that pink blazer last summer for mm. like fifteen bucks. Oh, uh, but 
I don't I don't know if other people feel this way, but I am starting to feel this way that when I look good, I feel good. And also totally if I'm trying to because because I'm singing and I'm podcasting, most of you know that like this is a different field. And as I'm thinking about getting other jobs in this more TV radio job industry. Yeah, I have to look like. I'm capable. Yes, my resume will speak for itself, but looking the part offers an opportunity for me to like, I think to build a bridge where there could be a wall. Yeah. And so. Well, my mom used to always tell me like, dress, you know, dress for the job that you want or like dress to impress or like whatever. Or like, you know, she is a very traditional Mexican woman who just like <laughs> wanted me to look like a lady. Look like my mama used to say, "Look like you belong to somebody. Right. Look like you're going somewhere." And that always used to like piss me, me off so too. bad because I just like was a tomboy for so much of my life. But and also like I don't have to conform to your standards of professional. Oh girl, don't yeah. Do and I was like, girl, like I don't even live here. Like you see me like two weeks of the year. Of course I'm not putting makeup on. I'm at home. No. Um, but I will say that like more than ever, like that has just been like resonating with me, not because of like the way that she saw it, but just like, because yeah, I feel so much better when I like feel like I look good or like presentable or just like have gotten enough sleep. Right. Right. And I think that, so in terms of like going back to like the money being an evil thing, when you make a little bit more money, you can do things like that. Also, too, something that you and I have spoken about a lot is, like, having your own home. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about buying a home because y'all know we are both in our 20s. <laughs> but, you know, having your own apartment without roommates uh, does so cool. offer a certain amount of mental wellness <laughs> because you buy your damn self. Yeah. Well, and I feel like we have similar living situations where we're like, ugh, like they're fine, but like I wouldn't, I'm not, I would never be friends with them if I didn't live with them. No, that's not, well, no, my roommates are fine. This has nothing to do with the personal. This has all to do with like, number one, I've had roommates for like the last six years. Oh, yeah. I have, y'all, I will talk about it in another episode, but I lived in a five bedroom, five bathroom. Oh, shit. Honey. You had your own bathroom, though. Hey. That's not the <laughs> point. When I had to come up in there and they had them party, like, I won't oh. even go into it. But at this point, too, and I'm also dating somebody that I'm, like, serious about, I will clean up after her, but I'm not cleaning up after her and you mm-hmm. and your friend and your other friend's friend and your girlfriend. Not to say there's that many people in our apartment, but it's just a matter of, like... Sometimes there is. Right. Some people. Sometimes there is. Sometimes... Being in New York, everybody got different schedules. Like I said, having your own place yeah. <laughs> offers a certain amount of stability. Also, like nesting is becoming a thing. I want to paint. Mm. You can't paint when you live with five people because you then got to clarify with the other four or three. Like, mm. how do you feel about me painting? What do you think about this? And I don't, I don't feel like going through all that. Yeah. I mean, also, like, I'm just like older now and I just like want space and in my person like in my predicament at the moment I call it predicament which is (laughs) I mean it's not that bad but (laughs) like I've sort of set up my living space so that like I have everything I need in my room so often I go home and and I just I'm like hey everyone bye close my door and I'm just in my room yeah and I'm so happy and it's like 
I should just have this. Right. You know? And, and also, I live with three boys. And, like, I don't <laughs> love going into the bathroom. Like, yeah. they're not dirty or anything. But it's just, if I lived alone, <laughs> would life would it. be so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality of affording that <sighs> on just performing or multiple part-time jobs is real. Like, I know people who do do that. But we're in New York. Working full time does also offer that to be a thing, too. And that speaks to another uh, the place that I kind of want to segue to is like transitions. Mm -hmm. You know, I was really clear. These are not the thoughts that I had when I was 22. I actually like when I was 22, I actually volunteered to move into a four bedroom, four bathroom apartment. Oh. Uh, long story short, I was graduating, and I just was like, "Look, I just need something." It was because really it was about it was about a means to an end. Right. I was focused on other things. Where I was living, where I was trying to nest, was not what I was trying to focus on. Whereas, like now, hmm. yo, I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build this podcast. I'm trying to build my voice as a singer. There's a certain amount of like kind of foundation that I'm trying to set, which then. I kind of need a nest to work from. Yeah. Not to say that I'm going to die if I don't get my own place, but I think it speaks to that when you get older or when you, not necessarily even when you get older, it's just that as you do whatever you do long enough, your needs are going to shift. Yeah, you're like setting new standards. Yeah. Like my new standard is just like I need my own personal space. There you go. And how are we going to get there? Yeah, and I and I and I bring that up because... Sometimes I think that, like, may, I just want to be really clear about where I'm at right now. And that wasn't where I was a year ago. And that probably won't be where I am a year from now. And that is super integral to, like, the whole concept of making it. Mm. Like, I feel like a big part of, like, getting older is also, is, like, being really clear. Shout out to Caroline Lloyd, who also worked at Gibney. Mm. She recently wrote an article and she talked about the famous quote, you know, the only thing that's constant is change. Mm -hmm. And so how can we be nice to ourselves? How can we be um, patient with ourselves um, as we change? Mm -hmm. And I thought that like doing this series was an opportunity for me to be patient with myself, but also speak to people who are also going through these transitions Yeah, to be like, look, Yo, we out here. We are. <laughs> we going through it. I have a question for you. Go for it. Nobody asked me questions. How do you feel about time? Like this, the time it takes to transition and just like, re like recognizing time. Like you just said, a year ago, a year um, from now. How do I feel about time? Well, when you first said it, I thought about the the stand, like my days. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, yesterday I had to be to work at Gibney at 730. Damn. I'm recovering for some injuries, so I had to be at the body worker at 7, which means I didn't get home till 9. So what is that, like a 14-hour day? Yeah. Um, And that's a 14-hour day. Keep in mind, I said to send some emails after that. So the issue that I'm having with time right now is that because I'm full-time and I open and I'm a front desk person, mm -hmm. my days from a 7.30 perspective, like when I start at 7.30, I'm not going to finish until maybe 10 or 11. So for me, it's also for me in terms of time, the thing that I'm really thinking about right now is like, I don't technically only work full time. I do other things. So like, how does this become sustainable? Cause I'm not dropping my part-time jobs right now because mm -hmm. I really love them. Mm -hmm. So it could be for me about finagling that. But in terms of transitions, 
You know, it's really hard for me because I, too, get worried about what people think and how I look. Um, and I don't want people to think I'm selling out. And, like, <laughs> I don't want to be. What do you mean selling out? Like, I was supposed to be ride or die dancer, Martha Graham, Al- Ailey, hashtag modern dancer, Justin, yeah. downtown dance, Adidas pants, all yeah. the things. <laughs> Whereas right now, um, we're not there. <laughs> I'm not. And um, it, it, to be honest, when I think that's something that has helped me, I've tried to reflect a lot. And when I go back the last at least two years, maybe even the last three, I have wanted to sing for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I was always scared because my degree was in dance. Mm-hmm. I, I worked so hard. Y'all. I argue with my mom for years about becoming a dancer. Yeah, definitely. And so, but I I reflect on that to say that I've always wanted to sing. Mm -hmm. So when I get to a point where I made my New Year's resolution and I say like, oh, this year I really want to become a confident singer, I can reflect on these other moments and think back to like, honey, this is not new. Yeah, you've done this. You've wanted this too. Yeah. So this is just a part of a process. And I think, so that's what's helpful. I can think back and say, I'm here, but I can look back and say, but you didn't just stumble up into this place. Yeah. You have been building through some, maybe some detours. Um, mm-hmm. And that's comforting, right? Mm-hmm. Do you set like due dates for yourself? Like, Yes. So those of you following my Instagram, I recently posted the me singing on mine, mm-hmm. which was a lot. How did it feel? Were you, like, so freaking scared? No, I wasn't because I talked myself up. Like, I talked to my vocal coach. I talked to Emily about it. Mm -hmm. And also the people that were there that night who watched that performance Mm -hmm. were friends. So I felt like I had, like, again, baby steps. Supported, though. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, I was, like, I... I was like three months into the year. I need to share myself, like, cause my whole. I think my one of my mantras this year was like share more. Mm-hmm. What are you making? How can you share? It? So mm-hmm. I said three months in, I need to do something public. Yeah. And I had thought like, oh, maybe I'll just record my voice lesson because that's what we do in my voice lesson. We just see. Yeah. <laughs> but it just so happened that like Emily, shout out to Boo, she's great. She recorded the performance, mm. so I shared that. And then I also was like, I want to have a weekly podcast. That is a big part of, like, sharing my process in yeah. a way that I love. And so I get, I get, n- yeah, I was super nervous. And I still get nervous with the podcast, too. Yeah. Um, I feel that way about dance. <laughs> <laughs> what, what uh, I'm, like, I'm very insecure, which I feel like you know this. But <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but, like, that was one of my goals also, like, starting this year, which I, like, have not kept up with. Yeah, like, to share dance, like. You know this, like, I have, like, multiple Instagrams. One of them is, like, my dance Instagram. Yeah. And then the one that I use every day. I, like, never post on my dance Instagram. And, like... You just gotta do it. I I know, but, like, it's, you know... I think maybe it also is because, like, I film dance all day. Like, to then, like, film myself and, like, put it up. Like, it just feels so conflicting and, like, (laughs) hard. And and I'm also, like, why does anyone care? You're not even doing anything right now. But that's that's something I'm working through. I feel like confidence is, like, a lifelong lesson that I've been working on. And I will say, too... The timeline for me 
is like super objective. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like, for example, when I set the goal to share, I didn't say I was going to share a song. Cause like with singing, for example, there are certain songs that I, Oh girl, I don't need to share. Right. No, it ain't it. it ain't <laughs> Not it. ready. <laughs> but that, so like I was, when I made that goal, it wasn't like share this thing. It was just share. Right. And so it becomes less about who's going to see it, who likes it. It's really, I just needed to get into the practice of, may, of, being, of being vulnerable. Right. And that, for me, helps confidence. Mm-hmm. And so I, I try to think about it like that. Like, Khadija, what are you supposed to do today? You're supposed to do your singing lesson. You're supposed to review your song. You're supposed to do your PT exercises. And then you're supposed to go to bed. Mm-hmm. As long as you check your boxes, it really don't matter. Yeah. Um, do you sing for Bay? Oh, all the time. Aww. I bet she, oh, but she be over it. Cause sometimes she be trying to talk to me about like what gym we getting at the store, and I be singing my little heart out. I it's, love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the most convenient. What's the go-to jam? Oh, it don't. It, I don't have one. Cause like if we in the store and Shaka Khan is on, oh, I'm about to sing it. <laughs> or um, one. Oh my gosh, babe. I always talk to her at the podcast sometimes. But there was one night where we went back and looked at, like, the top 40 uh-huh. songs of, like, 2007. <laughs> All hits. All Nothing hits. but hits. And she loves the Hey That I... Do, y'all, do you remember the Hey That I Love You song by Neo and Rihanna? It was a hey, how much? Girl. <laughs> I didn't even need to say the song because Emily sang the whole Wow. So I would you know love how to you, see that. You know how you be trying to sing, but people be singing, and they start putting their finger up in the oh air. Oh, my that one part like, where he's like, I hate that I love you. So. <laughs> <laughs> and she went to that <laughs> super early. So, like, when I sing songs, I go through, like, the whole verse, chorus, yeah. verse. She like, so. And I'm like, okay. Damn, you okay. <laughs> you coming to the singing lesson with me? I'd actually love to sing with her. I've tried to, like. We'll make do it what? happen, but she won't be here for it. Who'd be Neo? Who'd be Rihanna? Oh, I would be Neo because mm. her voice is like her her high pitches are just more comfortable because her speaking voice is higher. I would have to like yeah. You have to be Neo. Yeah. Do do the little spin with the fedora. Yes, and I got <laughs> I, yeah, girl, I hold a bass note. Damn. <laughs> but um, that also speaks to like you know one way to keep. One way that full time becomes really nice is like having a partner or a friend to kick it with mm-hmm. that just like lets you know that it's not forever. It's not um, as bad as it seems. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. Also, I love having you there at Give Me. Also, like realty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so people who don't work at Give Me. I work at Gibney and Chantel works at Gibney and we both know that like I refer to Gibney as a starter job. Mm-hmm. It's just not somewhere you stay. And when I think about leaving, one of the hardest parts is thinking like Chantel's not going to be in my other job. All the other people who I've mentioned in other episodes are not going to be there. And that is so like that's I feel like it's like the scariest thing. A hundred percent. I feel like that's what keeps so many people there. Yeah. You know, because at a certain point, we all plateau. Like there's only a certain level we can get to where we're like, all right cool now we need more or we need totally. more resources than maybe give me can offer yeah like i said this is not our peak like mm-hmm. at all no. but there are so many amazing people like that work there or just like are there and yeah. and when you're there every day you get to like see your homies and i feel yeah. like 
one of the reasons I really enjoy my job is because like my department is so separate from everywhere else it that is, gives y'all. me. They're it literally is in the back. Literally like in the back room. In the cut. Like, like their own. We world. have a code on our door. Like you guys cannot just enter. Like <laughs> we have to let you in. But <laughs> like it's also created this like nice um <clears throat> like environment where like the homies like will drop by like katie will always drop by derek will always drop by like the people that i feel really close to like just come and hang and we can work together and we can take small little chats and like that is like a moment of respite for me always yeah yeah and also i say that to just provide comfort for anybody that's thinking about going full-time or uh like oh my gosh full-time is so daunting uh there is a scripture or uh, I know it as a scripture, but I always keep it with me. Like growing up at church, they would always say, God will send you comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, I'm not super religious per se, but I do try to carry that with me. I feel like you guys are always my comfort. I feel like if I'm struggling or if I don't understand something, you guys are always there um, just to kind of put things in perspective. Yeah. Uh, and I think in terms of making it, especially with Amy's episode with David, you know, mentorship relationships, those those relationships, those um, interactions will keep you and ground you just as much as your dreams will, if not more so. Yeah. Because your dreams will shift and you'll have crisis. But when you have those people who are going through the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes you feel like you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like just support. And, and like an ear, you know, yeah, super beneficial always. Yeah. So before we get up out of here, I want to talk really quickly, black and white. What's up? Pros and cons of being full time. Okay. Pros and cons. Pros. Um, money. Money. <laughs> money and not like stretching yourself too thin with multiple incomes. Right. Um, con. Reorganizing the structure of your day yeah like every day right um another con less time less time less time like in general like you know before i'd be like i'm gonna go to california for a week like (laughs) out of nowhere and like y'all can't really tell me anything (laughs) because i'm part-time so whatever so but now that's a lot harder (laughs) um pro um is feeling like i'm making a more of like an impact you know like i'm there every day i'm able to like be a part of projects every day and like moving my department forward yeah whereas before like you know 15 hours a week i just come in three hours a day and like i don't know not not really (laughs) understand what what we're doing you know right right. um another pro is being my friends yeah and also free classes whenever I can have the time to take Yo, them. Yeah, I'm working on that. Yeah, working I'm on not. it. Um, <laughs> no, that's not on my list for this year. Con, a little bit more stress. But, I mean, stress comes and goes, and yeah. I'm working on handling it better. Yes, with working out. With working out. Yes. And I saw you eating greens yesterday with some carrots. Yeah, I'm trying to have my hottest body this year. I'm 25. Like, it's only going to get harder. (sighs) I need to work on that. I need my my Sierra abs. Ooh. I know. Come on. Back in goodies day. I mean, also Sierra's abs are so great. Ride days. (laughs) Okay. Chantel, so where can people find you? 
your work if they need you to edit something how can oh, they get please. to you oh my god please i hope you don't take my like criticism earlier that i was talking about <laughs> too seriously but hey if you like criticism i got you no, just kidding. <laughs> um please email me my name is Chantel prado at gmail.com you can find me on instagram at prado.bag or hey i'm gonna start posting dance more at Chantel prado <laughs> Um, and I work at Gibney, so just drop by my office. Hey, could you get an office? Uh, if you try to find office. me, just come by the front desk. I'll be there at 2.30 today. Uh, so, as always, I want you to make it live. I want you to make it breathe. But ultimately, y'all, I really just hope that you always make it. I will see you. Tomorrow.